This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with our series called Building Character. In these teachings, Pastor Rick teaches us why it's important for us to mature in our faith. He shows us how to continually grow and develop spiritually so we can become more like Jesus. Before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means that every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with part two of a message called, How God Tests Your Faith. Faith is following God's leading without knowing where. Sometime God might say, I want you to quit your job. Well, what's the new job? I'll let you know. I'm gonna, I want you to sell your house. Where are we gonna move? I'll let you know. That is the second test of life, the where that builds your character. The what and the where. The new task and the major change. Faith is following God's leading without knowing where. So Abraham does this and he packs up all of his wealth and all of his cattle and camels and sheep and goats and employees and family and grandkids and everyone, and he heads off that direction having no idea where he's going. He eventually uh, gets to Canaan, uh, but still when he gets to the land, uh, he doesn't get to settle down. In fact, he has to live in tents the rest of his life, and that leads me to the third test. And write this down. The third test you're gonna have in life is a delayed promise. You can count on this one, folks. God has over 7,000 promises in the Bible for you. He is not guaranteed to fulfill every one of them instantly. I've told you this before, God is not a vending machine where you put in the prayer and pull the promise button and you get everything instantly. If you did, it wouldn't require any faith. If every prayer of yours was instantly answered, you'd think God was your genie. Your wish is my command. God is not your genie. You don't, God doesn't work for you. You work for God. God is not your genie. He has made all these promises, but he has all of eternity to fulfill them. Some of the promises that God has made to you are not even gonna be filled here in this lifetime. They're gonna be fulfilled in eternity. He's got all of heaven and eternity to fulfill them. But the delayed promise is what I call the when test. First you're going, what, Lord, what? Then you're going, where, Lord, where? And in this one you're going, when, Lord, when? When are you gonna answer my prayer? When are you gonna hear me? When are things gonna change in my marriage? When am I gonna get married? When am I gonna uh, graduate? When am I gonna have a baby? When am I gonna get that promotion? It's the when question of life. That's the third test. You're gonna go through the wind test many, many times in life. Hebrews 11, eight to 10 says this. Even after Abraham reached the land God had promised him, he lived there by faith, for he was like a foreigner living in a tent. He couldn't even settle down. He's living in a tent, moving around the country God had said, I'm giving you. And by the way, he says, so did Isaac and Jacob. That's his son and his grandson. 
So for three generations, they're kind of like nomads. Even though God said, I'm giving you this country called Israel, uh, you're, not, you're not gonna get it in this timetable. Even living in a tent, so did Isaac and Jacob, to whom God gave the same promise. Abraham did this because he was confidently looking toward, forward to a city whose eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. Now in that verse, I want you to circle the word, it's in caps, promise. Circle the word promise. It's used twice and this is a very important word. It was promised to him the same promise. God wants us to base our lives on promises, not explanations. If you ever understand that, you're gonna take a giant leap in your character and a giant leap in your faith. God wants you to build your life on his promises, not his explanations. God doesn't owe you an explanation for anything in your life. God is God and you're not. And God is not gonna explain why everything happens and when it happens and how it happens and the reasons and all. God doesn't owe you an explanation for everything. He wants you to trust his promises, not wait for explanations. Now God had promised him this land of Israel, but after he gets there, there's this delay in transfer of ownership. And I'm sure Abraham is constantly going, when, Lord, when? You gave me this promise, when are you gonna fulfill it? Is it time yet, is it time yet, is it time yet? He lives in tents for three generations. That's a long wait. He's unable to settle down. The Bible calls him a stranger in his own country. You may be in this test right now, the wind test where you've been waiting for an answer and there doesn't seem like there's any end in sight. You're going, when? When, Lord? When are you gonna take care of this problem? When are you gonna take care of this issue? When are you gonna take care of this relationship? When are you gonna take care of my finances? When are you gonna take care of my health? When are you gonna take care of my future? And you're just going, when, Lord? When? Not what, not where, but, but when? I want you to write this down. Faith is waiting for God's timing without knowing when. Waiting for God's timing without knowing when. Here's the four. These are many, many tests, but I'm just covering a few this weekend. Number four is an unsolvable problem. Now you've all had this one. And this is what I call the how test. You get a problem and you go, how in the world are we gonna solve this one? This is a test. Now, God told Abraham that not only was he gonna move him to a new country and give him this land and he would be the father of a great nation, he, he told him that he was going to have a, a kid that would have more kids, would have more kids, more kids, and, and they would populate it. That he was not just giving him land, he was gonna give him as his heritage a great nation. They were all gonna come from Abraham. Now, remember, he's 75 years old when God tells him this promise. He moves to the land of Canaan, which is gonna be called Israel. And while he's there, he keeps waiting for his wife to get pregnant. And by age 99, he still doesn't have a son. Uh, this is what you might call an unsolvable problem. Now it is physically impossible for him, Abraham, and his wife, Sarah, to have a problem. It's physically impossible. This is how in the world are we gonna have a baby? I'm, I'm, I'm 99, okay? Sarah's a little bit younger, but, uh, but Abraham's 99 years old. He goes, the Bible says Abraham looked at his body and said, no way, Jose. <laughs> Sarah looked at Abraham's body and said, yeah, double no way with you and me, okay? This isn't gonna happen. 
And the Bible says when God said, you're gonna have a baby, and Abraham's 99 years old, it says Abraham laughed, and it said Sarah laughed, and so when they actually did get pregnant and had this baby, they named him Isaac, which means laughter. Because Isaac was God's joke to the world. You know, Abraham's now 100 years old and he's the father of his first child. Now, God had changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of a great nation. How'd you, mean, how'd you like going into a restaurant and say, uh, sir, uh, what's your name? Uh, father of a great nation. How many kids you got? None. How old are you? 100. It's kind of embarrassing. God gave him the name way in advance. But they laughed, laughed, God had the last laugh. We know that Sarah, when God told her she was pregnant, uh, that she didn't believe it because she laughed. And the truth is, uh, any woman who's 75 and told she's pregnant and believed it would not laugh, she'd cry. <laughs> Sarah did not cry, she, she laughed. She said, what a joke. You know, I gotta tell you this story. Fred Craddock is a famous uh, preacher, he's now in heaven, uh, back in the South. He overheard a conversation one time uh, in a restaurant between a 75-year-old uh, waitress and, and an older man. And, and the older man said to the waitress, Anna, can I walk you home tonight? And she said, no. He said, well, why not? Because she said, because I then would become great with child. He goes, Anna, you're too old. You're too old. He said, well, she said, well, Sarah had a child at 75. And he goes, how is that possible? He said, she believed in the man upstairs. He said, well, if I were a woman, I wouldn't believe in the man upstairs. <laughs> but sometimes God does what I call an unsolvable problem. This is the how test. Hebrews 11, 11 and 12 says this. It was by faith that Sarah together with Abraham, was able to have a child. This was an unsolvable problem. Even though they were too old and Sarah was barren, Abraham believed that God would keep his promise. And so a whole nation came from this one man, Abraham, who was too old to have any children, but a nation with so many people that like the stars of the sky and the sands of the seashore, there's no way to count them. God had the last laugh. Here's the fourth thing I want you to learn, write it down. Faith is expecting a miracle without knowing how. That's what faith is. I'm teaching you today what it means to have faith. Faith is facing the future without knowing what, following God's leading without knowing where, waiting for God's timing without knowing when, expecting a miracle without knowing how. That is the test of your character. That is the test of your faith. Let's go on to the fifth test. The fifth test is also in Abraham's life and it is a senseless loss. A senseless loss. When you have a loss in your life that makes no sense at all, it seems irrational, it seems illogical, it doesn't make sense. And this of course was the ultimate test. The ultimate test in Abraham's life. And I wanna tell you friends, it will be yours too. This will be the ultimate test in your life. A, a senseless loss. A lot of what happens in life, friends, it just doesn't make sense. And when we look for an explanation, we're not gonna find one. A lot in life just doesn't make sense. You spend your whole life thinking that if I get an explanation, then I'll feel better about this loss. You won't. 
If my wife were to drop dead tonight, and I knew why, I knew the explanation, it wouldn't make it any less painful. Explanations never comfort. What you need when you're in pain, what you need when you've had a major loss, is you need the presence of God, not the explanation of God. Explanation will not make it any less painful. So stop looking for the why. What you need is simply God's presence in your life. A lot of what happens in life doesn't make sense. Now God, after Abraham had had this miracle baby at 100 named Isaac, Isaac is now a young man. And God says one day, I I want you to sacrifice your son to me. Now this seems so unheard of, it seems so brutal, it seems so bloody, it seems so nonsensical. Why would God ask me to sacrifice the very son that he gave me through a miracle? This is a test. God knows what he's doing, he's testing Abraham's faith. God is not a cruel God, God is not a capricious God, God is not a a mean God. Abraham knew that and so, He's going to obey knowing that God's gonna do something about it. Because I know God is not that kind of God. But this is the ultimate test. Isaac represented everything God had given Abraham. If his son dies, there's no future nation. Now, our response to this, when we look at it from the outside, this is unfair. Have you ever said that in life? It's not fair. Well, let me tell you something, folks. Life is not fair. Who said it was fair? This is not heaven, this is earth. Life is not fair on earth because it's filled with sin and sorrow and suffering and evil and your choice. And you do things that aren't fair and everybody else does too. God could make life very fair, just take away our freedom of choice. But God asked him, Isaac, to sacrifice his own son and our response is shock. How in the world could God even ask Abraham to do this? In verses 17, And 18 of Hebrews 11, it says this, it was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promise, was ready to sacrifice his only son, even though God had promised him. Isaac is the son through which your descendants will be counted. This is one of the most gripping stories in scripture. Abraham is trusting the goodness of God, saying God's gonna figure out a way. As I said, this will be the most gut-wrenching test in your life. When God says, the dream I've given you, do you love the dream more than me, or do you love me more than the dream? Do you trust me? If you love the dream more than you love God, you've made the dream an idol. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. So $50 becomes $100, $500 becomes $1,000, and so on. 
whatever you give today will be doubled by the matching grant up to $100,000. But only till midnight December 31st. Anything not matched will be lost, so please give your best gift today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you the brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. I want to take a minute and tell you how important your support is to Daily Hope. Your generosity, when you give to Daily Hope, you're helping us take the message of Jesus Christ literally all around the world in the many places where there aren't missionaries or churches. Uh, These are called unreached tribes. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the refugee crisis around the world. Literally millions of people have been displaced from their homes, particularly in the Middle East and in North Africa, because of civil wars and violence. One of those places is South Sudan, where over 200,000 people are living in refugee camps. Now, when people are under tension and in transition, they are more open to the gospel than at any other time. These people who are living in refugee camps right now need the hope of Jesus Christ and the gospel. Now, when you help Daily Hope Radio and Daily Hope Broadcast, we're not only broadcasting across America, but in places like South Sudan, where the station airs our program three times a day. And we're told that many, many people are coming to Christ in this war zone as they listen to these Daily Hope broadcasts. So thanks. Thanks to you. Now, let me just read you one testimony that we've uh, received. Here's a note from a woman who's living in a refugee camp there in South Sudan. She said, uh, my name is Joyce, and I'm from the central equatorial state in South Sudan. I lost all five of my children and my beloved husband. This is in the civil war that was going on there, as well as our family possessions during the recent fighting in the capital uh, of Juba. She said, I had planned to commit suicide. There's somebody who needs hope. When I listened to Rick Warren's broadcast, the one called When You Feel Like Giving Up, I got inspired and I dropped the idea of taking my life that very night. And I'll continue to pray God to bless this great preacher. And thank you for giving me hope. Joyce, we're happy to do that. And I want to say it's because of the listeners who are giving faithfully every month to Daily Hope. Do you realize that when you give to Daily Hope, you're helping reach people like Joyce? She was going to commit suicide in a refugee camp. Now, isn't God amazing how when you just give what you can give, God takes it and he multiplies it and we reach out to people that none of us could reach on our own. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray for Joyce. And today I want you to pray for all of the people who are in refugee camps and pray that we'll be able to continue to broadcast on these stations, taking the good news of Jesus Christ and hope to people who need it the most desperately. It's your sacrificial giving. It's your prayer support that makes this possible. So thank you for whatever you can do. And God bless you, my friends. Remember... All this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world 
will be matched up to $100,000. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word DAILY to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.